What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your host, Megan Solito, Suzanne Stoffer. We are talking parties today. We're going to give you an option between a poverty party and a prosperity party. What would you choose? <laughs> that is right. such a hard, hard question, Megan. So it hard. Really is. It really Okay, but here's the thing. Like, we say it and it sounds obvious, right? Yeah, but, it sure does. But people choose the poverty party, the poopy part, the poopy poverty party, over All and the over time. and over again. But it's like, it's really easy to kind of think that that's just ha- something that's a happenstance, as opposed to something that's actually being chosen. And until actually in anything, I think, right, anything that we're like trying to change until we understand that what we're, the, the, the place we're in is the, is something that we're choosing, right? So that's what we're going to have a conversation about today because this one is super tricky, right, honey? Don't you find that this yeah. is tricky? You think that you're not choosing it. You think that you're like, hey, I'm trying to change it or something, you know, or like, um, it's it's not something I'm choosing or at the, a myriad of other things. Like I I think uh, for you to share your story that you started out with would be really uh, that we talked about before the show would be really good for people to hear because I think that um, we don't always know that that the thing that's happening that we're resisting is actually something we're choosing either consciously or unconsciously. Yeah. So. Um... You know, I grew up in a really blue-collar uh, family. My dad was, at at his peak, made like thirty-five, forty thousand dollars a year, and there were nine children. So there were eleven of us that were trying to get by on forty k at his top, at the top of his salary. So um, yeah, we were poor. <laughs> and <laughs> when did I did you um. Was, did you have to – did you sleep on newspapers or straw? <laughs> no, but you know what? I shared what? a bed. I shared a bed with my sister. Everybody had to share – there was at least two or three people in every bedroom. And um, and it's really a crazy thing because we really didn't have food in the fridge, honestly. And I didn't know until I was an adult that you actually washed your sheets, like that you were supposed to wash your sheets. Like, I didn't even know that because we didn't do that. So, you know, it was pretty, like, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't like I was, um, you know, on the street. You know, there's some people that have really a lot harder stories than I did, but definitely we didn't have enough food. You know, I went hungry a lot. 
Um, and so, you know, as a teenager, it was my goal to get out of that environment, to get out of poverty. And so I was the first person in my family to go to college and graduate from college. And I've gotten an accounting degree specifically because I wanted money. I wanted to create a lifestyle that was different than my family. So I did. I mean, I went and worked for an auditing accounting firm and started making money and, you know, married a guy that um, that his family had money, not a ton of money, but like he definitely had a different childhood than I did. And we were on our way. And I thought my poverty was behind me, you know, and it wasn't until I actually started life skills with you that I realized that I was still in a massive poverty mindset. Like I was still really worried about money all the time. Like regardless of whether there was money in my bank or not, I was really consistently worried about money and constantly like trying to figure out how to make more money and thinking that there was, you know, that really the shoe was going to drop and that there wasn't going to be enough money. So I remember any time I would make like a big purchase, like a car, like buy a car or something like that, it was really scary because I was like, am I going to be able to pay for this? You know, because my experience was is that my parents would buy something and then it would be, they wouldn't be able to pay for it. We would start swimming lessons and then they would run out of money. You know, like, so I'd have all this experience of, you know, never having enough, never having enough money, running out all the time. And so that was in my mindset. That was part of my unconscious programming. So you could say based on, you know, my experience in my life that I wasn't in a poverty mindset, but I really was. And that's what I really want all of you listeners to to maybe consider is, you know, where is this unconsciously playing out in your world that maybe you don't even know, maybe you're not aware of. Like I was resisting and reacting and trying so hard to get out of poverty from the time I was a teenager clear up into you know, really my 30s, that I didn't realize that I was still basically committed to that mindset, still running from this, you know, running basically a lack mentality. Hmm. You know, I love the way that you, um, I love the way that you language that I was still committed to that mindset, Right. And it's like that's also like a level of ownership that I think that people don't have. And I there's a there's a saying that I I, I say often like in class and classes and stuff, which is you can't leave a place you've never been. Which is to mm-hmm. say that if you don't fully get that where you are, whatever it is, whether it's with your body, whether it's with money, whether it's in relationship, that you are choosing it. That if you don't get that fundamentally, that you're choosing the mindset that brought you there, (laughs) you're choosing, you know, there's something of value that you're getting from being there, then you actually can't make the choice to change it. Because if you think you're there accidentally or that you're a victim of it, then you're not going to be able to take the accountability required to leave that station in life, so to speak, right? So, and even the mindset is a commitment, you know? And it's like, and that's something that I wanted to speak to because I have, my um, my birth mom's husband is is quite wealthy. 
but he still lives in the poverty party. Um, he mm-hmm. pinches dimes. He's like, if a jacket's at the side of the road, he picks it up and and <laughs> brushes it off and gives it to somebody for Christmas. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. the funny, and he's got millions of dollars. It's like so funny to me because his mindset is still in poverty. So it's not even just like, where are you? Because I know people who don't make very much money, but they have the, they have a prosperous mindset. They feel like they can do anything, like they can choose anything, like they can go anywhere. Right. And so it's like, it's not about what's in your account. Although sometimes, you know, that influences, you know, how we're thinking for sure. But it really is mm-hmm. about how you're choosing to see yourself and your life. And there is so much value in our society uh, and and in many of our families. There's so much value in being in the struggle of life and in mm-hmm. struggling in mm-hmm. your life. And so it's like, yeah, I don't want people to know that I that I'm having fun and traveling the world and like life's good and it's easy. Like people will look at me like I have leprosy, you know, like it, and it's so, it's so interesting to, um, to kind of get underneath this one and go, okay, what, what actually do you love about it? What is it? What makes you proud? And what do you love about being in poverty or being in talking in poverty, letting people think that you're in poverty. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it it really is that struggle, you know, like kind of the survivor energy or the struggle or the overcoming adversity, you know, that that energy is like very valued, you know, like, in my in my childhood the blue collar there was a there was this pride in the blue collar that you know we were poor but we were humble um that we weren't like those rich people you know that we got by no matter what so there was there was this energy of that there's that that we should be proud of you know the struggle the hard that no matter what like my whole life I um, heard about my dad's work ethic, you know, which I absolutely loved the fact that he had a good work ethic, but he would literally like work until he couldn't move, you know, and he'd come home and spend hours in bed because he worked so many hours and worked so hard and worked his body so hard. So there was like this, that there's so much of that that goes on that I see that, you know, like, that people are actually super, super proud of the fact that, you know, at the last minute, they the money came in and they were able to pay their rent, you know. So, so it, I think it comes in a lot of different, um, a lot of different avenues. And it's absolutely part of our generational line, you know, this, the, you know, we've talked about this a bunch, that you're, you're, ancestors were coal miners mine were too they were farmers you know and so there was all this struggle until you know your ship came in until the crop was you know harvested like all that kind of stuff so for so many of us it's it's actually comes down 
the whole family line and it's an unconscious thing that we're running that maybe we don't even we don't like surviving is valued thriving yeah. is almost like distrusted right mhm mhm yes agreed and it's like i mean part of what we're talking about on the show today is that i think that a lot of times when we're choosing something that's mm, not the best choice, right? Like in terms of happiness or joy, it's like we think it's only affecting or impacting us. But mm-hmm. it's really um, it's really impacting our families. It's impacting the world. Like to me, what I, I truly believe that lack, the consciousness of lack, is what's underneath war. It's what's underneath conflict. Like, even if you think about, like, if you take it out of the context of money, right, it's like most upsets, most conflicts in relationship are about the lack of something. I'm not getting attention. I'm not getting time. I'm not getting enough love, right? It's like it's coming from the the idea, the perception that there's such a thing as lack. I remember there was this really cool a uh, book that came out many, many, many years ago. It's a uh, bestseller. A lot of people know it. It's basically a book that kind of brought gratitude on the forefront in the consciousness movement. And one of the things that she says in there is that every morning when you get out of bed and you put your feet on the floor, you choose to inhabit the world of abundance or the ha- inhabit the world of lack. And that it's a daily choice. And I think that it's it's more like... uh I, I think that choice is made actually all throughout the day. Like if it's not just a choice even that we make once or twice or once a day, it's a choice that we have to continually make to cultivate that world, that world of prosperity, that world of abundance. Um, because it's so prevalent, the opposite is so prevalent that I feel like you know, just where we are in, in our, you know, consciousness is that we have to continue to choose and to cultivate that because being, you know, being energetic beings, we, we're we susceptible to the consciousness of, you know, the masses. And so I think it's something that we have to cultivate. And so, like, you know, and I know that I do this, right? Like, I'll, like, dive in and I'll, like, read something that, that helps me think in an abundant mindset like on a daily basis and I'll journal and I'll be okay it's time to up my money it's time to up my flows and like I'll work on it and every time I do the flows change and and things get better and things get more abundant and as soon as I think that okay cool I've got that handled let me go deal with another one of my things I'd like to change (laughs) then it then it I find myself back in more of a, oh, crap, now i got to work on that again. Oh, crap, I thought that was changed, right? And so how much of the time do we think that we have changed that only to kind of come back to some kind of zero point or like, okay, so that I went, you know, from always like wondering if there was enough to sort of a, a feast and famine thing where I'd have lots of money and then bring myself back down to zero point again because I thought that I had handled that, right? And and really, uh-huh. I feel like it's kind of like brushing your teeth. I feel like it, at least where we are in consciousness right now, it's a choice we get to make 
many, many, many times a day to actually begin to really inhabit that world and live in that world and create from the world of prosperity. I mean, I, I would say that there's still times where I go, ooh, <laughs> oh, uh-oh. Now, the, the difference right now is is that I don't really panic anymore. I go into, oh, yeah, I wasn't paying attention again. Okay, cool. Like, you know, the, these are the things that I know to do that will open the space and open the flow, and, and I get back and I do those things. And so it's really, I feel like it's my gift to myself, but I feel like it's a gift to the planet to actually choose prosperity over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that there is so much lack consciousness, you know, still, even what we're talking about with people who supposedly have a lot of money, they're still operating from that unconscious lack poverty mindset and a mindset of either or, which happens a lot too, you know, like I'm rich, therefore you have to be poor, you know, there's there's a lot of that, of either or, like I, if I have the money, then you don't. You know, so I'm going to win. I'm going to find, I'm going to have the money, you know. So there's so much of that in, all around in the world that I think, you know, when you talk about being ongoing, like brushing your teeth, I think that's true. And I also think, like, if there's more of us that are consciously changing that mindset and moving towards a thriving mindset, how does that affect the planet? How does that affect our world? You know, you talked about, like, it's not just affecting us it's affecting the earth. And I'd like to like kind of get your insight more about what you mean by that. Like, what do you mean my poverty mindset affects the earth? Well, number one, it, it goes completely opposite to the earth itself. Is there anything that has any amount of lack on the earth? Really? Like, is there just one tree? Is there just one blade of grass? Right? Like the earth is, our constant reminder of the abundance and the beauty that we that we are and that we live in and when we insist on pushing this agenda of I don't have enough and there's not enough and there's not enough for everyone and there's not enough money for everyone and you know all this stuff you know it's that like what is it that we're actually doing to the earth when the earth is showing us that we live in an abundant world and the amount of stress and worry that is in my body, I know when I've been scared about money, right, is like, to me, I'm putting toxins in my body with that stress. I'm putting toxins in my body for, with that worry. And therefore, I'm like, energetically, that's the frequency that I'm putting into the earth. Energetically, that's the frequency I'm giving it the grocery store. Energetically, that's the frequency I'm driving down the freeway with. And I'm basically polluting <laughs> the world with my lack. And this is why the, the, the title is so strong. You know, it's like, I love, <laughs> I didn't realize this when you, until our call this morning, hon. But when you said that we only had 11 people signed up for this show. And I think that that's really, because <laughs> we normally have like, I don't know, like 50, 35, 40 people. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, wow, that's so interesting because, first of all, I thought the title was rather clever, 
and edgy, so I thought that would be really interesting to people. But I loved what you said is that most people don't think that they have a poverty mindset. Most people don't want to acknowledge that. Most people don't want to even acknowledge mm-hmm. that they're still there or that they're choosing. Yeah. Because especially with money, there's almost a reference that we have with people that have less than us. Right? There's almost this reference that we approach this with. Oh, oh, okay, you don't have enough money? Oh, okay. Like there's this there's this energy that we go to to kind of match that and it's almost like we're freaking worshiping it on some level but i i just feel like it's this it's this thing that we don't want to acknowledge that we're doing and if again you can't leave a place you've never been so it's like as long as we can't acknowledge it it's like you know it's like uh what i notice a lot even when people up level is that they play are actually essentially playing out some of the same paradigms they're just doing it with more money now Right. And so, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know that's what I did. Right. It's like, oh, yeah, look, I I made twenty thousand dollars this month and then I make four hundred the next. You know, it's like, uh, wait a minute. Something is still not in flow here. Something is still that choice is not totally embodied yet. And that's not a wrongness. It's just that being aware of when you're polluting the planet with your lack. And everything that just brought up, can we agree and destroy it? <laughs> yes. Yes, right, Rob. Get that on all my boy shorts. It's funny because for the last, like, minute and a half, I I was kind of felt like this push energy in my body. And I was like, oh, I'm, we're bringing up things for people. <laughs> I think we need to do some clearings. Like, I'm trying to, like, Yeah, which we we got to go on break, though. So we'll oh my do, gosh. We'll do lots of clearings when we get back from break. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. We'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to MeganSolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. 
or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. So now that we've brought up all this energy, maybe we could actually do some clearings. What do you think? <laughs> well, we stirred it up. We better do something about that. Yeah, we're already getting some um, some people in the chat room that are talking about their really strange uh, beliefs around money, like uh, Rhonda says, it's easier to be poor than it is to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So everywhere that any of us have bought the lie that it's easier to be poor than to be rich, everywhere we bought and sold that lie, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. We have some other really good ones in here. Poor makes you normal. <laughs> so oh, my every- God, that's a good one. That's so good. <laughs> so everywhere that you're trying to fit in by keeping your um, by keeping yourself poor, everywhere you're using poor to fit in, because you're just so damn weird, it's really the only way you can fit into this reality. Can we please uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. <laughs> That's a good one. Um. Well, and then also about, like, um, you have to fight for money. Like, Nicole in the chat room says, I sense a lot of fight for money energy. So that's kind of what I was talking about as far as like, you know, like playing to win that it's an either or like if I fight for money, then you're going to not have money. So that kind of either or mindset around money, like which is completely opposite of the abundance of the of nature. It's not like a tree will go up on one corner and then fight with the tree right next to it. They actually, like, cooperate. They actually coordinate their root system so they can get more water. They actually collaborate with each other. They're not in competition with each other. So I think it's really interesting that, you know, when 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 we create a business and then someone else creates that same business and there's a competition energy, an either-or energy, like if you start yours, then that's going to affect mine negatively. So everywhere that you're doing either-or, with money, everywhere that you're doing either or with business, everywhere that you're doing, if I win, you lose, or if I lose, you win, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, short, close, and beyond. Do you know what? I had, this, I had the funniest cartoon in my head when you were talking, and I was saw this, like, oak tree, and it was like, rah, I was fighting with the aspen, and it's like they're fighting for sun or something, you know? It's like... I had this whole little, I had this whole tree drama going on in my head. And, and the, the, the well, you know what I said? So it's been so interesting because I've actually been going down the Oregon coast this whole like for the last ten days, and so I have seen a shit ton of trees, you guys. Like I have seen so many tree systems and like just millions and millions of trees talk about like abundance of nature like I have been in so much nature and it's been really incredible to see like the cooperation 
with not only the trees, but also like the plants, like there's this moss that grows on the trees, right? That like actually like works with the trees. And then all, think about like the whole ecosystem of all the bugs and insects and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's just, it's really cool. You can really see in nature the abundance that's available, you know, and, and bring that into your world, bring that into your relationships, bring that into your relationship with money, if you choose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm uh, just reading some of the – we asked the chat roomers to share some of their the, the thoughts or beliefs that they have around money and so i'm just kind of going through some of there's some good stuff in here i have to say um the um the thought of being wealthy equals ruthlessness um everything that brings up and lets down can we uncreate and destroy it yes Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and and I think that relates to what we're talking about, right? Is that if if because if you live in an either or world, then and you have to fight for everything, given that only one person gets the good goodies, right? Um, then of course you're going to have to be ruthless <laughs> to create wealth. You're going to have to be, right? Um, so it's interesting how some of these things that are at the very root um, are kind of like this either-or idea is running so many of these thought processes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Can we well, eliminate really the pervasive... interesting... Yeah, that's what I was just going to talk about is eliminating the pervasive poverty program. There is some lots of energy on the poverty program. So... I don't know what that is, but there's a lot of energy on that. Mm. So everything that is, everything that that's bringing up for people, um, everywhere that you're running uh, implants and explants and programs whew, around poverty and that you are the lock and key for poverty on the planet. Can we put the mm-hmm. key in the lock and the lock and the key and the key in the lock and the lock and the key? Everything that that is, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. yes. Right, you're wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, shirts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what comes up for me is, like, what do you love about your poverty? What do you love and value? Well, let me do it separately. What do you love about your poverty? And allow, what I want to invite people to do when I when I ask that question is just to feel the energy in your body. If you resist that, if there's a part of you that's like, no, I don't love my poverty, like that resistance is what's keeping it in place because you don't want to look at actually what it is you're getting out of it. And it's not like, again, it's not a wrongness. It's like it's probably not even yours. You know, it's shit you picked up along the way in in this reality. And until you realize that, that wherever you are, there is a love of being there, right? Or there's a value. There's something you're getting out of it, right? Whether it's like, okay, my as long as I'm not too happy, my family's still going to love me, you know? Like, it's stuff like that. It's crazy shit, but it's there. And if we don't actually go into it, we can't change it. 
So if you're resisting, if you think this is not applying to you, <laughs> it does. <laughs> and there may be also just, it, there may not be anything conscious, but it may just feel heavy or uh to you, okay? So when I say, what do you love about poverty? Let the energy come up, and then we're going to use this fun clearing statement, and you can go to theclearingstatement.com to to hear what it means because it actually speaks to the energy of the pattern and releases it. It's super cool and super slick. Um, so anyway, what do you love about poverty? Let it come up. Let the energy come up. Cool. Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And what do you value about poverty? Wow. Oh, wow. Holy crap. There's a lot of energy on that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all name, boys, shorts, and man. Okay. Anywhere and everywhere that any of us have bought and sold the lie of poverty for whatever reason, whether it's to control the masses, like the religion sells that, as a way to control the masses, you know, big business sells that in order for people to come and work for $8 an hour and punch a time clock. Like there's a lot of people that sell this lie so that people will actually choose less so that they can profit. Okay. So, and we've all, you know, we've been around for, you know, eons of time and we've all been part of both sides of this story. So, Everywhere we have bought and sold the lie that there's such a thing as poverty. Oh, my gosh. You know what? That's the ultimate snake oil, right? It's like... <laughs> there, it really is. But there is because it doesn't even exist. Thing. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't not even such exist. A thing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Poverty consciousness is snake oil. Right, Rod? Good, bad. Boy, shirts up, y'all. So everywhere you bought and we have bought and sold the lie of the snake oil, snake oil of poverty consciousness and poverty. Can we please revoke, recant, rescind, renounce, denounce, destroy, and uncreate it all now? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and man. So part of the value is is that we've been part of instituting this. And so it's like, oh, my God, we sold the snake oil. Now we have to keep backing it up and telling people how how valuable it is, telling ourselves how valuable it is. Oh, my God. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all my boisterous. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> I am spitting around in some energy right now. Woo. You are the lock and key for poverty. <laughs> oh, right. <you. laughs> That's <laughs> Totally great. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nobody oh, else Jesus. is. Nobody else is nope. running this. Mm-mm. Not at all. No. None of our listeners are running this. It's just oh, you. how much fun are we having? <laughs> mm. Yeah. Woo. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. Wow. Poverty doesn't even exist. Wow. So how much effort do we actually have to exert to not just choose poverty, but to keep the lie in place, to keep the construct in place, when it doesn't even exist? 
Hmm. That really is crazy to even think about because it's like, you know, we're talking about nature as um, totally abundant. But then you also think about like your body, right? And and how your body regenerates itself like within 21 days, right? Like completely regenerates itself. All these cells. I mean, there's like an abundance, you know, an abundance of regeneration. So there, there really is this, I mean, it really is alive so interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. So I want to invite everybody to kind of feel into um, this question. Just feel the energy in the, in the same way that I uh, invited you to feel the energy of what, what do you value about this? What do you love about this? But if you literally just let go of perpetrating that construct, like if you really allow yourself even for 10 seconds to feel the truth of the abundance that is this world, that is this universe, that is you, like allow would you allow yourself to actually feel the truth about that and what choices become available what life and living becomes available when you actually just take a moment and feel the truth of the abundance of your very being what does your life look like in a year in three years in five years if you take 10 seconds a few times a day and remember that it, the poverty is a lie, that lack is a lie. What becomes available? Yeah. I mean, it's just so expansive. I mean, like, I mean, when you think about it, it's like the abundance of your body, just your body, but then the abundance of your being, right? Like your infinite self how expansive that is, you know, the abundance of and of nature, of your environment, of everything around you, the abundance of love, like the energy of love and gratitude and joy and kindness, you know, like are ever, ever growing and ever, ever possible in an instant. The energy of freedom, you know, that's possible in any moment. It's really cool to actually be in that energy of all that expansiveness, which has, which is the opposite, absolute opposite of lack and constriction and poverty. Hmm. So I want to invite everybody. We, we're going to be going on break here in about 40 seconds or so. But I'd like to invite all the listeners, present or future, to really just allow yourself to feel the abundance of the earth and let it permeate your cells. Let it actually kind of come up through your feet, through your legs, through your cells, like the lush, abundant, verdant <laughs> energy that the planet is and let it talk to you and let it remind you let it remind 
your cells and your body and your being of the abundance that you actually truly be. What energy, space, and consciousness can we all be to remember, to receive, to perceive, to know, and receive the abundance we truly be for all eternity? And everything that doesn't allow that, everywhere we've resisted it, everywhere where we have made the lie more real, can we uncreate and destroy that now? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So we are going to go on our last break. Uh, so just like let yourself um, uh, resonate and uh, sip some of that abundance energy. We'll be back in a bit. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We are blowing up the <laughs> snake oil of poverty consciousness today. How fun is that? I am really, I'm so appreciating our chat rumors today. They're playing so big. They're just like. Yeah, they're so awesome. And mm-hmm. some awesome, awesome awarenesses. Like Rhonda was just saying, oh my gosh, just got that poverty is in the mind and abundance is in the body and beyond. How mm-hmm. cool is that? Because mm-hmm. it's wow. just a fabrication. It's just a construct. Well, and that would make so much sense because like in all of the the body-centered work that I've done and the study that I've done around the body is that the body can't lie, actually. it's our <laughs> The only part of us that can actually make up a lie is our mind. So all lies exist in the mind. So that would make so much sense. 
since poverty's a lie, that it's a, it's a construct of the mind, that the body knows something different. And I wonder how we, and it, this is not something that I have a quote answer to, but like, what if, like, what if our bodies could lead the way here in opening up to the prosperity, opening up to the abundance of the universe? It's like, hey, body, show me the abundance of the universe. Hey, body, show me the prosperity that is available for us, for me, right, for this planet, and and actually ask your body to lead the way. And um, I wonder what the body could teach us and show us about prosperity. Well, it's interesting because I would say that that was really part of how I got out of poverty mindset is that that I would notice when I was in that mindset how constricted and stressed and overwhelmed and my body was, like how much cortisol my body was running when I was in that place of lack. And I really hated that feeling. And so when I would start to, like, feel that, um, I would actually just, in a way, kind of, like, question why I was there. Like, is this really real? Do I really need to be upset about this? Do I really need to be worried about this? You know, and ask myself the question, doesn't it always work out? You know what I mean? Even when I got divorced and, you know, moved back to Utah and was in a dispute with my soon-to-be ex and wasn't receiving any money yet, you know, child support and like, and didn't have a job, you know, and had a baby and two other kids, right? So I was in this space of just feeling so poor and so in lack, you know, like there was these really panicky moments of like, what am I, what am I going to do? And how am I going to lose my house? Am I going to be on the streets? You know, and grasping from that place, like trying to solve the problem from that place. And I remember, like, honestly, like praying. I remember praying and saying, like, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen. But can I, how can I feel okay? How can I feel the peace? How can I know that it's going to, it's going to be okay? You know, and so I would question when that panic would come up, I would question and I would get to a place of calm and centeredness and peace. And then I would take action, you know? So then I ended up getting my old job back, you know, like within a couple of weeks of being in Salt Lake City, you know? Um, and then I did mediation with my soon to be ex and we worked it out like within, you know, like in a four hour mediation session. So it didn't have to go through the court. So there was all these actions that I took, but it came from this place of space and peace and centeredness and you know and like it's going to be okay like it always is okay no matter what you know so so that's what's possible and that was what actually my body was the the, the thing that actually took me out of lack in lack mentality you know what i mean it was like this feeling of generation and creation of peace and calmness in my body Hmm. I also like what I find what where I went when you were talking, hun, was that you like your mind was perpetrating a lie called lack. And so your body went into stress 
your body went into a version of heaviness to show you it was a lie. Yes. What if every time your body was stressed, it's actually alerting you to some kind of a lie that you're perpetrating? Yeah. Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yeah. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. I was um, actually rereading this really amazing book. Um, it's about language. It's called One Word at a Time by um, – his last name is First. I can't remember his first name right now. And he was uh, – he's talking about, like, the phrase, I'm too busy. And he was saying how, like – it was kind of funny. He goes, dogs aren't too busy. Whales aren't too busy. Because what he was saying is is that <laughs> too busy – too busy exists in the mind, and he he makes a case for it's not because they have smaller to do lists; it's because they don't have the language that would perpetrate that reality called too busy, right? And he was talking about how how in our society that's another thing that we get kudos for. If you're too busy, then you must be successful. If you're too busy, then you must be important. If you're too busy, like. And it was, I was like there was something about it because I had read the book like a couple years ago. There's something about it that really sunk in for me this time when I was reading this chapter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that exists in my mind. And, as, and he was saying, as soon as you construct that reality, your body goes into the stress of it to match it, right? And and that just occurred to me that what if that stress – if like looking at what we teach and uh, know from access is that when something feels light, it's true. And when something feels heavy, there's a lie attached. So think about how your body feels when you're perpetrating lack. Mm-hmm. Everything is well, freaks up. That, stuff even that, like, right? I'm too busy, right? Like, I'm too busy is basically a lack of time. So. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're still in lack mentality. And so what does that do to your body? It, like, creates this crazy, you know, overwhelm, which which then creates a fight-or-flight response, which often just shuts you down to any actual action. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. This is cool. Like, I... I think I'm going to like consider this for a minute. Like the, that the stress of when our body is stressed, it's actually saying that it is responding to a lie of our mind. Totally. I think that's a brilliant observation. You channeling the universe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was actually just listening to you, hon. (laughs) Because I was just listening to you describe what your experience was. And I was just like looking at that connection and going, wow, what if, right? Ooh, and what if our bodies could, like you could use your body when you start, like when you feel that stress or that panic to catch yourself in the lie, to use the clearing statement, pot and pocket, and like literally like do what we just did on the show, which is take a breath and feel the abundance. Go outside. Look at the abundance of the trees and the sky and the clouds and everything and go, oh, yeah, thank you, body. Thanks for reminding me that that was a lie and this is the truth. Now what can we create? Because the problem is, and I and I really get that for myself, this is one of the things that I uncovered, 
is that part of the feast and famine pattern that I have been shifting and working on is perpetrated by the panic that I feel when I look at my bank account and it doesn't say what I want it to say, right? And then I'm actually now that panic becomes the state of being through which I'm trying to create more out of. And it can only, your state of being creates your results. So by its very nature, if I'm coming from panic, I've got to bring myself back to that level again because what you, where you start from is what you attract. So what if we actually could change the state of our being through our body and actually just create from that, that place that you were describing of I know it's going to be okay. I know I'm okay. You know? And what if that could be yeah. the energy that we create from? Totally. So and, you know, I would say, like, that is, I mean, in my business now, like, I find that I actually, when I'm in that state of being, is when clients come, they're attracted to me, and I receive. So, like, even just on this radio show like I have I have a text coming in that's saying I want to get a session with you in the next week or so can you do you have any availability because I'm in this energy of abundance I'm in this energy of creation I'm in this energy of receiving of allowance so even just now on this radio show I'm creating more money I'm creating more abundance for myself because of the energy of being that I am. Mm. And how cool is that to create from that place? How easy is that to create from that place? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what are we doing to our bodies by holding the lie of poverty? Like, again, like we, uh-huh. back to the topic of the show, what are we doing to the earth? What are we doing to our bodies? What are we doing to our families? What are we? What is it that we're putting out with that? And isn't it time to do something different? Yes. So we only have a few Anything seconds Anything in the way left. of that. Yes. That's Can we uncreate right. and destroy it? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, yes. call nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Now, we will be back next week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us and playing in this really awesome conversation. I had so much fun today. Mm -hmm. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.